We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0 and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair... Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service, like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dort. You're listening to the Uncontested What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of Boomtown Hoops. Boom. You can find us on social media. We are on Twitter at the underscore uncontested. Facebook, the uncontested podcast. Instagram, the underscore uncontested. Taylor's on Reddit. I'm on Reddit. You can None find of the rest of us, Reddit. I don't think, are on Reddit. We are on the official Boomtown Discord, which all Thunder fans need to go join because it is the place to be for Thunder fans to talk hoops and everything else. So check us out. Also, make sure you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts from. Drop that five-star rating while you're there. It makes me feel good, warm, and tingly inside. 
With me, I am Jacob Niffin, by the way. I don't think I said that yet. With me tonight, up in T-Town, uh, COVID hotspot of Oklahoma, <laughs> we have Taylor Peterson. Just hanging out here in my mask. What's up? Uh, you're probably the only person in Tulsa with a mask on. No uh, shit. <laughs> no, we love you, Tulsa folks. Um, wear your mask, though, please. And back, rising like the Undertaker, <laughs> we have the one and only hot take machine. Call me a Moravian. Oh, man. I'm back, and I've got good news. You want to hear it? Yeah. Somebody tried to commit unemployment fraud to me. Oh, hey, you told that us makes about two that. of us, buddy. Yeah, you told us two about of us. That. So I had to call Jake while he was getting a test for COVID, which was <laughs> negative, positively <laughs> negative in the words of our president. And um, <laughs> and I also downloaded an emulator to play Pokemon Gold on my Mac. And I watched Chelsea play in the FA Cup this morning. They won, Christian Pulisic. And I've got my Chelsea jersey on. So it's been, a, it's been a good week. And then, bang, you know, bang, 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 bang. Yeah, my, our, my, our pre-roll was about the new soccer podcast yeah. coming to Blue Wire. Golden Megan, goal. Megan Rapino. Which is going to be fun. Man, I like soccer. Like, I've watched, like, World Cup and stuff. But I've never got into to the, the Euro League soccer you know, the EPL. stuff. The EPL's good. Yep. And I I, I've wanted to get into MLS. I just never have. Um, but MLS firing up down in Orlando yeah. uh, next with weekend, I believe. Yep. Honestly, and so I might I, just pick a team and yeah. start start riding with it. Well, I I thought about doing that. I thought about doing like like because how dicey football is. I'm, I thought about even picking a baseball team because instead of over a hundred oh, games, God, hell is no, freezing over. If hold, hold, picked a baseball. Hold on, team. though. Like, listen, listen. <laughs> instead of over a hundred something games, I could pick a team for sixty games. That's fair. I could pick a team for sixty games, and uh, but yeah, the I love the EPL, and I think Adam Silver is actually trying to use what he's seen in the Euro leagues as in the EPL and You're trying right, to and translate that, that over to the NBA to make it True. a lot more entertaining. Like relegation, that should be a a, a thing, and for people that people that don't fun. know what relegation is, it's basically where it's an anti tanking device where it says, hey, if you suck enough. For this many times for in a row, you get demoted to like the G League, and then they bring the two teams up that did the best in the G League up. So like you have different leagues, and it makes sure that not everybody's tanking all the time. Um, so it would force the Sacramento Kings to be good uh, or semi good some years. <laughs> good and luck. So I, I think it'd be a good semi good. <laughs> I think it'd be a fantastic idea, but yeah, don't call me a homer. Or don't don't call me. Uh, a bandwagoner just because I like Chelsea. I mean that those are those are Man U fans. That's not me. Um, hey, speaking of different sports and stuff, I wanted to mention to you guys on the podcast real quick. Uh, you you guys are going to be listening to this on Monday, so I think starting on Saturday, Netflix dropped a new series called Home Game. I think it's called Home Game or Home hmm. Sport, something like that. It's got like twelve or fifteen episodes, and each one focuses on a different sport based on a culture in a different part of the world and so i've watched a handful of them um one from kazakhstan called bako something uh, it's basically like polo four guys on a team on horseback but instead of a ball they play with a dead beheaded goat <laughs> not a fan and not they like fan. grab it and they ride and they gotta throw it in a, in a bucket thing um i watched one about the philippines uh and like depth diving in the ocean which was pretty wild but the craziest one i'm telling you like you guys have to go watch this the first episode 
I forget what the game is called, but it's in Florence. And it's been around since the Roman Empire. And the game is essentially rugby. It's 27 on 27. Holy And instead of being like a smaller goal, the whole one end of the field is the goal. The whole other end of the field is a goal. And it's played almost in like a chain link fence. Like you'd play like pickup. It's like a rucker almost. And so you, you catch the ball and you run and you try to throw it in the goal. If you knock a member of the other team down onto the ground, they have to stay on the ground for like a certain amount of time or until a goal is scored. Besides that, there's no rules on how you get them down. Literally, <laughs> it's a fist down. fight. Dude, Top like, down. they're throwing punches, clocking people. Like, one son of a bitch got picked up and like DDT'd. <laughs> it, it, it is... It, it looks like a street fight. Dude, <laughs> it is insane. Like, there was a video. This one guy was just kind of standing, like, catching his breath, and someone behind him at a dead sprint just speared him right in the middle of the back and, like, dropped him to the ground. It's the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, the in Netflix just came out with that series or whatever called The Floor is Lava. But yes. I, I get I got yep. highly annoyed at the first episode, so I stopped watching. I made it two t- episodes in before I quit. I'm yep. telling you guys, go watch Home Game. It's I'm in. I'm some of that stuff in. is absolutely wild. I just downloaded the entire series of or not downloaded, but I bought the entire series of Chappelle's show, so that's been nice. Oh, and like he, like he said, he's been talking about a lot of stuff since 2003, 2001. Right, right. It's really weird seeing him really skinny, though, because now he's, like, buffed up and yeah. all bald. So, yeah. But, yeah, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's a good dude. Good dude. All right, guys. Well, let's dive into some basketball here. We've got a handful of things to talk about this evening. The OKC Thunder schedule has officially been released for the bubble, the eight-seeding game. So we're going to break that down. We're going to talk about an article that was dropped on BoomtownHoops.com called Conference Room 5 Minutes. It was a roundtable discussion. So we're going to take some of those questions from that roundtable and talk about them on the podcast tonight. And then we've also got some questions from the Boomtown Hoops Discord server. So again, make sure you guys join Boomtown Hoops Discord. Uh, it's been popping. There's tons of people in there, tons of fun basketball discussions, non-basketball already, discussions. We're already at like 100-plus members or something in yeah, like a it's, week. It's really cool. It's awesome. Uh, it's been a blast to talk to people. And so we figured instead of doing Twitter questions, we would take questions from people in the Discord, and they definitely delivered. So we will be diving into those as well. But, gentlemen, let's start with the OKC Thunder schedule for the seeding games. Uh, run through them real quick for you. August 1st, the Thunder have the Jazz, 2.30 p.m. The 3rd, they have the Nuggets at 3 p.m. The 5th, the Lakers at 5.30 p.m. The 7th, the Grizzlies at 3 p.m. The 9th, they have the Wizards at 11.30 a.m. I believe that's a weekend game. The 10th, they have the Suns at 1.30 p.m. The 12th, the Heat at 7. And then the Clippers on August 14th, that time is TBD. I guess my first question, how do you guys feel about the Thunder having like one late evening and two evening games? They have a 5.30 against the Lakers and a 7 against the Heat. Besides that, we got to start cashing in some PTO, boys. Sign me the hell up. I got screwed on March Madness because of COVID-19, but you better believe that I'm going to get me some uh, NBA basketball all day, every day for however long, August 1st through the 14th. 
I'm all in. I'm going to use as much PTO as I can. Hope my uh, my employers aren't listening to this, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm, I'm really excited about this um, in all serious, seriousness. I, I think this will be a ton of fun. Um, for example, like the, the Jazz game at 2.30, that's a Saturday game. Um, and I was actually going through the schedule to see how many games I would like have to either, I guess, halfway miss, meaning that I could like tune in on my phone, but would have to kind of miss out on because of work. And there was only like two or three that actually would be during the work days. Um, for the majority, a lot of these were either right after the work day during the week or they were on the weekends. So it really isn't all that awful of a schedule. In and terms hey, the of ones that are Thunder during Band. work, just say you got to go take a big shit. Exactly. <laughs> go sit in the bathroom for two hours. Like, it's fair, fair. But uh, a couple of those games, I, I will definitely be spending some of my PTO because I have to use it for the year-ends anyways, right? So I might there as well you go. Use it's them. like you can go on a vacation. Yeah. Comes, yeah. If I want to die, I can go to Florida. Wow. <laughs> Shout out Florida and listeners. Which is the exact <laughs> place where the Thunder are about to go. <laughs> but it's a bubble. Everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, what, what did that one uh, anonymous GM on the Athletics say? It's not a bubble. It's a mesh, mesh hat. hat. Mesh hat. Yep. Gosh. So Connor and I are actually pretty lucky because most of these games fall before the school year starts. Yep. So we'll get to catch most of them. Uh, the only game... so. You know, it had been reported for a long time that these games were just going to be the same games that were on your schedule, except if you were supposed to play a team that wasn't going to be in the bubble, you'd have to swap it out. The only difference on the Thunder schedule is they had the Nuggets twice. Instead, they have dropped one of those Denver games and picked up the Lakers instead. Fantastic. Yeah, that kind of sucks, but the NBA said they tried to mirror the strength of schedules as best they could. So, like, New Orleans got off real easy. I forget what their schedule is, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's a pretty simple schedule. It's a pretty straightforward one. With all that being said, though, guys, um, we all have the schedule right in front of us here in our document. What are your guesses for record over these eight games? Let's kind of go through it game by game and break it down real quick. So, August 1st against the Jazz. Kamiar, I missed you. It's been a while. You go first. Okay, sounds <laughs> sounds great. Uh, I mean, just like the game that should have happened that paused literally the sports world. I mean, I remember mm-hmm. I remember watching this or about to watch this game and waiting for this game to happen, and then to turning. We were over all to ESPN. texting about it. We were like in yeah. our, our Slack about it, and we were all like, "What's, going, this, on? what's going on?" Right? Yeah. And I remember turning over to ESPN. I believe it's ESPN or TNT, and the Mavs game was already happening. And I remember the camera panning over to Mark Cuban, him showing um, his phone to people after they said what had happened in the Oklahoma City game. They finished the Mavs game out. I think it was like Mavs versus Sacramento or something. I don't know. Yeah, he was um, like, shut this down. Like, we shouldn't yeah. be playing. And I remember that going on. And, like, oh, like a lot of people were pretty, pretty certain that Oklahoma City was going to win that game. It was in OKC. Rudy Gobert wasn't going to play because he had COVID, and literally the Jazz team uh, did tried to do nothing about it and tried to get everybody else infected, and Donovan Mitchell did indeed get infected. Um, but Utah without Rudy Gobert is just not even as in, like, Utah without Rudy Gobert is like a seven seed. He's so important to what they do because they just play tough defense and they let Donovan Mitchell go crazy. That's pretty much all they do, especially with uh, oh, what's his Bogey. face? Bogey oh, being out. Bohan Bogdanovich. Yeah, Bogdanovich being out. Boyan, not Bohan. That's not um, like Gohan. So um, I I would pick OKC to win this game against the Jazz with Rudy, 
Uh, he says he's still not recovered, but like he'll be he'll be fine. I mean, the only I thing imagine... he hasn't recovered from is he said he can't smell stuff very good. Yeah, he can't well... smell stuff from like long long distances. It's he's not, not even like to... he's not gonna be able to smell Stephen's hair. Maybe I smell some BS <laughs> coming from him. So, um, but yeah, Rudy Gobert, like he'll be there. But man, Bogdanovich getting <laughs> surgery at the wrong time, um, and then just everything else going on with the Jazz and what OKC has going for them and how OKC is killer from the mid-range, especially with those three-point guards that they can run out of the lineup and how they, OKC can have Steven Adams bump with Rudy Gobert or how they can even put Nerlens in there too. They have a lot of they have a lot of uh, fluidity, honestly, in those lineups, to be, to be quite honest with you. I'm really disappointed, <laughs> to be frank, as far as they, them not dropping like a two-way player and going and picking up Gerald Green or something like that. That would be a lot more fun. Um, but yeah, I would pick OKC to win this game, uh, just like the one that I would have picked them to win in OKC before uh, Rudy Gobert killed the season. Yep, I'm with you. Okay, so we got them one and zero. Taylor, the Nuggets on August third at three. Ooh, this one's tough because like, what is Skinny Jokic going to look like? You know what I mean? Like, is he going to struggle not having that size on him, or is he going to just be incredible and be like this like guy who can do it all? I mean, he already was taking the ball down before, but. Is he even better now that he's he's slimmed down? It's gonna be um, interesting. I think maybe hit, he'll be quicker, but not as strong. God, if he's forty five pounds lighter, you gotta think Adams is just gonna bully right, him. Right. I'm gonna go ahead and say if the Thunder take this win, and this is all with the disclaimer that I mean, there's been more time. By the time these guys play, there'll be there will be more time passed between when the season pause and then starting back up compared to um, an actual off season. So. Not the same, but assuming that the Thunder are able to continue what they started, um, I think they're going to beat the Nuggets here. I just don't see how they can uh, fall to the Nuggets outside of Jokic just going crazy and being an MVP caliber player. Nice. I like it. I actually listened to the Low Post podcast today where he and Kevin Arnovitz both said that they're the only team that they would feel very confident that the Nuggets would beat in the first round is Memphis. Besides that, they would probably take a lot of other teams to beat Denver in the first round, which I thought was interesting. Um, all right, August 5th, Kamiar against the Lakers. We can make this one real quick and just say it's a loss, right? That's a loss. Really easy. I mean, LeBron James is playing. Anthony Davis is playing. It's a loss. I mean, I, I don't see how OKC wins this game. Even, even, with the, even without Avery Bradley and whoever else might not play, uh, I don't see you OKC beating... Braun and AD who can turn on the switch and Chris Paul like has to go back in time like he's done all year and Shea having to get back in the rhythm of things and Dennis having to get back in the rhythm of things like they're not they're yeah. not superstars like Braun and AD. Uh, you left out Dion Waiters just so you're aware. Oh yeah, Dion and J.R. Smith. Yeah. Oh, God, I cannot wait for those two. They. With Dion and Jr. on the same team, they are one hundred percent going to have to make a reality TV show out of this. You you knew if the Lakers were going to have a spot, you knew Braun was going to get Jr. Smith on that team. Oh yeah, oh yeah, one hundred percent. I just can't wait for stories of Jr. drinking Henny at the pool after practice. Like, oh, I'm so ready. All right, August seventh against the Grizzlies. This is a fun one because the Grizzlies will have obviously John Morant. They will have Brandon Clark. They'll also have Justice Winslow ready to go at this point in time. So, uh, Taylor, are you still here or are you strangling your dog? I am here. Everything's fine. 
<laughs> We're here. All right. So we have the Thunder at 2-1 and one, heading into game four against the Grizzlies. Taylor, what do you think? Heading to the Grizzlies, absolutely giving the Thunder. Um, I understand the Grizzlies have a lot of young talent. They're a super fun and exciting team. Um, that's one of my favorite things to follow during the resumption of the season is seeing if the Grizzlies can stay in front of the Pelicans, given their very easy schedule, which I will say is kind of justified compared to what they actually had prior to this um, 22 teams resuming and like who the league had to filter out for the Pelicans. All that being said, I think the Thunder are still going to win this game. Um, and I would like to see them go 3-1 here. If not, I think it'll be a very big surprise to Thunder fans. Um, so I think the Thunder are going to get this one and will uh, kind of be a seeding game for them. And that's what they're calling these redemption <laughs> games is the seeding games. But I think this will really help them in terms of moving up into the uh, and into the playoffs in their seeding. Nice. I like it. I, the Grizzlies might be my favorite team to watch down in the bubble aside of OKC. Just because I, I love them and Jaw. the Pelicans, right? It's like uh, watching I, that. That yeah, I love Jaw. Battle. I love I love Winslow. That's gonna be a fun team to watch. Uh, Kamiar, the Washington Wizards is the next game. Game number five. We have the Thunder at three and one right now. The Washington Wizards an eleven thirty a.m. tip, and the Wizards will not have sharpshooter Davis Bertans. <laughs> Davis Bertans. I mean, like the Wiz are not good. Let's just they're they're only there because they met a qualification and they have Brad Beal and that's about it, right? Like am I am I wrong in saying that? No, not at all. Yeah, so that should be an easy win. I would expect OKC to blow them out honestly by like 20 points. Yeah. Let me ask you this about the Wizards. If John Wall comes back next year, Brad Beal has taken a jump. They re-signed Davis. They have guys like Rui Hachimura and I forget who their young big guy's name is. I can picture him. I just can't think of his name right now. Um, Thomas Bryant. Are they a, a playoff team in the East next year? I mean, he sucks, so maybe. <laughs> if John Wall is healthy, then absolutely. John, I, John Wall's going to come back so fat next year. <laughs> hey, shout out to John Wall, though. He's doing, like, as far as, like, work in the community and social justice and stuff, that guy is been awesome very true the, the wizards as an organization have been awesome very true um they're they're really holding it down so all right so we now have the thunder at four and one heading in to game six against the phoenix suns on august 10th this would be a back-to-back taylor what are your thoughts on the thunder playing the suns who will be without kelly Oubre in the bubble suns will be without kelly Oubre. um i would not be i mean especially at this point we're talking august 10th and the season will be closing out, what, like August 14th, August 15th on the regular season before we jump into the playoffs. Look, the Suns are not making the playoffs in this. Um, they're, as, as much as uh, it may be kind of controversial to say, they're probably here for the money. And so um, I would not be surprised to see guys like uh, DeAndre Ayton and maybe even Devin Booker, guys like that who are sitting at this point. I think the Thunder will run through these guys unless unless the Thunder decide to treat these last couple of games just like some of these other teams do where we're playing, um, you know, Devin Hall and uh, uh, Kevin Hervey and guys like that and, and set, sitting some of these other guys for the playoffs since we already have a playoff spot secured. Um, but assuming that the Thunder treat this like a normal game and not like a summer league game, I think the, the Thunder absolutely take this one. Nice. I'm into it. So that will put the Thunder at 5-1. and one. Call me, are you get the second to last game, game seven, against the Miami Heat, who should be 
all good to go, including having Andre Iguodala and Jay Crowder. Iggy. Uh, Andre Iguodala is overrated. He's old and he's not as useful as he nearly as useful as he used to be. Actually, I think that's fair. From what I understand, the team chemistry and team overall functionality went down when he started playing with Miami before all this stuff shut down. And like with a long layoff, he's going to be useless for a minute. He would have they would have to have an extended playoff series for him to actually be fully ingrained in that Miami Heat system because he got signed. It was not good, and then Rudy Gobert ruined it for everybody. So I don't care about I, – I do not care about Andre Iguodala, um, especially if he's not playing uh, with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and literally a historic team anyways. And then you, you mention Jay Crowder, who I really like Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder makes a lot of sense for Miami because Miami – Albeit they have a lot of kind of like white dudes that can shoot the ball from three. That's fantastic. You're going to need some dudes that can really D up on other people. So like along with having Jimmy Butler, Jay Crowder is a fantastic defender. And those guys can play three, two, three, four. Jay, Jay Crowder plays four a little bit. Uh, he, he can size up a, a bit, but um, not probably for other teams like Denver. But uh, in the modern NBA, he can play four. So I really like that. But. Honestly, the Heat, they beat the crap at OKC both times. They played them this year, right? Yeah, and it was that um, – well, I think they've only played each other once in Oklahoma City. And that well, I mean, zone by they, the Heat just they, torched Yeah, that OKC. zone was That's right. crazy. In that zone, yeah, it was bad. OKC couldn't get any shots to go down. Kendrick Nunn just killed OKC. Yeah. Um, so, you know, give me – man, it's, it's one of the last two games, too. This one's tough. Go ahead and give me the heat in this one just for the sake of I don't think OKC is going to go 7-1. and one. That's so, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Touche. I like it. So we now have the Thunder at 5-2 and two, heading into the final game against the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, Taylor, I think we can probably do the same thing that we do with the Lakers and say this is probably a loss. This is, Yes, I would uh, absolutely chalk this up to be a loss. Um, if I and just to kind of wrap this whole thing up, if I had to choose uh, prior, if we were heading like straight into this right after the season, I would say the the, the Thunder would go six and two. Um, but I think the fair bet, again, assuming that this break is is even longer than a normal off season, five and three is probably pretty modest, kind of the the median there. Yeah, I've been um, at five and three or four. And yeah, four right, right. And, and pessimistic like the, me is three and five. The Thunder are one of those teams that can go either way. They can jump back into this and get a really slow start. Um, or maybe Prince is like, no, screw it. I know what this team can do. Let's play, like I said, Devin Hall and uh, Kevin Hervey and just save these guys for the playoffs. Or we can see them come in and be one of those teams that actually take a series from the very beginning. They have a good chemistry and they kick ass. And next thing we know, they're 7-1. Um, the Thunder really a swing team in this whole situation. Um, so with that being said, I'm obviously taking the L against the Clippers. I think six and two, like Kamiar just said, is probably pretty optimistic. Five and three may be more realistic, and um, with four and four maybe kind of being the um, not super optimistic outlook, but also not the worst case scenario either. Yeah, I think five and three is probably pretty fair. Five right. and three would let the Thunder end the season at forty-five and twenty-seven, which, which is, is a really like good what, record. Twenty See, games above where they thought they were going to be. I would yeah, have given no the Thunder a L against the Nuggets. And I think that would get us at five and three. Then Nuggets see that that's that's the one game. To, yeah, that, the Which Nuggets is and the Heat. Exactly. I feel like the other right. ones are pretty no, set exactly in stone. Right. Like we we feel we all probably feel really confident about the Jazz, the Grizz, the Wizards, the the Suns. Um, 
the Grizz. It's that Nuggets game. The Nuggets and the Heat are really hard to look at, and both L.A. teams, you don't know. And honestly, the Clippers, they could have really, like, solidify their playoff seating by playing that seventh game so they with all just, that rest as well yeah so they might just rest their guys in that True. game so we have Very no idea yeah. but the especially heat, so many unknowns yeah the heat and the nuggets are hard to forecast the jazz you should feel good about as a thunder fan the grizz you should feel good about because they lost a lot of people that people are not talking about the wizards just are bad the suns are just bad um and then you have the both la teams and then the other ones I mean, so Thunder are currently tied with the Rockets in the standings. They are a game and a half up on the Mavericks, a game behind Utah, two and a half games behind the Nuggets. Um, where do you guys think they land in the seeding? Do you think they stay in that four-five matchup? Do you think they get to the six-three matchup? I think they stay in that four and five matchup. Um, I don't see. I don't really see them climbing up into that four spot just because. Again, we have to like. We can't look at this as if the season's resuming as of March thirteenth. We have to look at this as though we're we have the same team that we had back then, and we're resuming a season after another off season. Um, so, with all that being said, and, and taking into consideration the other teams have done the exact same thing, um, I think that four and five seed is right where they're going to land. I don't see them kind of. Uh, you know, going above that or going outside of that, or, or sorry, going below that either. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say they say in that four and five seed. If I had a guess, I think five seed is probably the, the safest bet. Um, but there's just so many unknowns. It'll be super interesting to see all these teams play. My next question for you guys, and maybe we can run through this, uh, albeit very, very quickly. Uh, the Thunder are currently slated at the 20... They're, they're tied for 21st in the league uh, as far as schedule. So they would get, or I guess, ninth. So they would get the 21st pick in the draft. Uh, and, and that would go to Philly. Now, if the Thunder is able to drop a few games and slide below the Philadelphia 76ers, the Thunder would keep their own draft pick and still make the playoffs. So... Basically, for that to happen, Philly would have to win uh, like two more games than the Thunder. And we had the Thunder going five and three. Philly plays the Pacers, the Spurs, the Wizards, the Magic, the Blazers, the Suns, the Raptors, the Rockets. Jeez. That's kind of easy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If the the Sixers can come back as the Sixers we thought they could be and they're healthy. Win seven. There is a chance that the Thunder could end up playing Denver or yeah. Houston or Utah in the playoffs, but still keep their pick and have two draft picks in the upcoming draft. And listen to this Rockets schedule because that, that that's what most people are going to look at. I feel comfortable with OKC staying in that four and five range because of that tie with the Rockets. Because the Rockets they're going to end up playing the Mavs, the Bucks. The Blazers, the Lakers, the Kings, who are not good, the Spurs without LaMarcus Aldridge, then they go back to the Pacers and the Sixers that last game. So I look at OKC schedule, and I look at this schedule, especially with you playing Rocco and you playing P.J. Tucker at the 5 and seeing like the Bucks there, the Mavs there, the Lakers there, uh, the Pacers there, and the Sixers. I, I don't see how the Rockets go 500. 
or they might go 500. Yeah, and then the other team you have to consider is the Jazz, right. who have the Pelicans, the Thunder, the Lakers, the Grizzlies, the Spurs, the Nuggets, the Mavericks, the Spurs again. And I, I just that that Bogdanovich thing is going to loom large, and people are just totally dismissing it right now. If you made me bet money, I wouldn't be confident. But if you bet, made me bet money, I would bet the four or five matchup in the West is going to be Thunder Rockets. That would. That's kind of where I'm at as well. And the three six, the three six matchup is going to be Nuggets Jazz. That'd be so much fun. I would not prefer that. I don't want to yeah, play the Rockets. I don't want that series. either. Yeah, right. That sounds terrible. If you made me bet right now, that's probably what I would guess. Steven Adams is going to kick P.J. Tucker's ass, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, guys. Well, good stuff. Let's move on to Conference Room 5 Minutes, which is an article, a weekly article that's been posted on BoomtownHoops.com. It's also so make sure you guys. Office. Yes. Uh, make sure you guys go check out boomtownhoops.com. Actually, from the website, you can get directly into the Discord. Uh, but sign up for the Discord as well. Get in there so you have access to all the channels. Come hang out and talk basketball with us because we're in there all the time. Uh, so Conference Room 5 Minutes is a roundtable discussion where we ask some of the contributors to Boomtown Hoops a series of questions, and then four or five answer those questions, and you have uh, have, have this discussion. So I wanted to burn through some of these questions really quick with you guys uh, and, and get your responses. First one, which Thunder player is getting busted for breaking out the COVID-19 rules and what is he doing? <laughs> oh, man, that's a good This question. one's tough. So you, uh, obviously there are a ton of rules down in Orlando with 112-page health and safety protocol. Um, the biggest one, obviously, is leaving the bubble. But which Thunder player is going to break the rules and what rule – Will they break? So I think, uh, like, if you can take this two ways. You can take it a serious way and a funny way. For one of the serious way, I'm going Deontay Burton. Um, he was kind of the one who apparently he's a malcontent, little... right? Right, right. He's a malcontent one. He's the one who knows he's not going to get any playing time essentially. Uh, and if he does, it's in games that don't really matter. Um, so he's the guy who's just kind of stuck there. So he's going to go out and try and have fun while he's there because it doesn't really matter. Um, he also doesn't see himself maybe having a huge NBA future, so screw it. While I'm here, I'm here. Uh, the funny one is actually another question that was in this article. What would Steven Adams do if he was in Disney World and had the ability to go outside of the bubble? Um, so Steven Adams would be my funny pick here because if he were to break the bubble, my guy would be at the new Disney uh, Galaxy's Edge um, in Hollywood Studio, the new exhibit, and he would be riding the, the uh, Millennium Falcon um, simulated ride. He'd be crushing some brews with the guys and the the bounty hunters and whatever pub it is or whatever whatever they call it, the watering hole. Um, he'd be having a great time. So Steven's my funny answer there. Serious answer probably be uh, Deontay because like Homer said, he doesn't really care much. Yep. I got a one that's serious and funny at the same time. Chris Paul, and this is why I think you would get busted. And it's not it's not even the COVID-19 rules, but it is the bubble rules. Because players are allowed to go and watch other players' games. But I don't know if this is a loophole, but it might be. Him <laughs> doing the baseball equivalent of stealing signs 
of the head coaches <laughs> and videotaping and knowing he's what going sets to other, in, other teams of hotels. And, I'm and all what, in. And what sets they're about to run, just like Billy Donovan during the Spurs series in 2016 when they would start to run a set and Billy Donovan, they had watched so much film. They're like, oh, yeah, they're about to run this set. And then the Spurs players are like, well, what the hell? Now we can't run that set. So they just go right straight to the basket. Uh, that sounds like like a Chris Paul thing to do is just like be there with his phone out recording. One hundred percent. This set. also made me think of who did the Clippers play whenever we had some? Was it the Rockets? Whenever we had somebody try to sneak in the locker room, that was Chris Paul. Yes, the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. the secret the whole tunnel, tunnel, the back thing? entrance. Yeah, the back entrance. Secret, secret tunnel. tunnels. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah, I I like that one. Mine. Um, I have Chris Paul and Shea Gilgis Alexander breaking the COVID-19 rules for the bubble because they are going to engage in doubles ping pong <laughs> against Bobby and Toby. Yes. I love it. I miss Bobby and Toby. Oh, man. What a, what a pairing. I love those two. Yeah. And they Bobby were both back. in John Wick 3. True. Yes. Um, most important player on the Thunder roster heading into the bubble. Ooh, that's a, that's that a is good, tough. That's a good question. Most important player heading into the bubble. You again, you have to go back and say, this is Chris Paul. This guy's a floor general. He's a coach on the floor. He keeps everybody. It's like, it's like if Perkins, if it's like Perk, if he actually had any athletic skill, <laughs> if he was good at basketball, uh, if he had any athletic <laughs> skill, and you put it into a Hall of Famer point guard that can still turn back the clock. This guy's a coach on the floor. He's a floor general. He keeps people accountable and just helps run the offense. Without Chris Paul, the entire team falls apart. You can miss Schroeder. You can miss you. You can miss Shea. You can miss Gallo for certain par- parts of the season, as you saw, and still win. If you take Chris Paul out of the equation, you're done. You're cooked. It's over. And, yeah, and we have tangible evidence for that. I mean, the Thunder won against Boston without Shea. They've won a lot without Gallo but the one game Chris missed this year after the passing of Kobe Bryant it was bad bad the Thunder lost and you could just tell they were missing that voice they were missing that leadership Taylor do you have any differing opinion there not really (laughs) Um, my my if I was going to go first my answer is going to be Chris Paul Uh, and I was trying to think of a counterpoint just to throw it out there for the podcast and I thought about Steven that's one guy you didn't mention when you're going through but even then we've seen what Nerlens can contribute um, and do and yeah, don't get me wrong yeah. if you only have Nerlens, uh this team is not going to go very far you need both of them you need Nerlens to be able to come in and give Steven that break yeah and but without you could, an arrested you could Steven win, Adams at that you could win a playoff series with Nerlens starting at the five absolutely right and but you need somebody to back must, him up and, and Muskie backing him up at the five yeah you could not win a playoff series any close without CP3 right right and I think that's kind of where I get it as well it's just Chris Paul is the leader of this team um, both on and off the court and uh, the way this chemistry is constructed, I think you have to go Chris Paul. I mean, that culture, that culture is important, as we've seen in the past. Yeah. Can I throw a wild card out here? That's going to sound completely insane. I mean, are, are you going to say Lou Dort? Because I was thinking of the shooting guard position as well. When he's... But well, I wasn't going to go Lou. But the, Andre the, Robertson. One thing, the one thing this Thunder team lacks is, is wing depth. Right. Right. They don't have any wings uh, that are really that great. I mean, they've been playing Shea. Shea's played more minutes at the three this year than he has at point guard. So maybe this player isn't the most important player, but if this player can come back and be good, maybe raises the Thunder ceiling more than anybody else. Could it be Terrence Ferguson? 
uh, not the not the most important again, again is, yeah not, not most expected. important but if he plays to his ceiling oh yeah he absolutely. raises the thunders game more than any other player I have no comment on Ferg and that's really interesting too because then at that point who do you start Ferg or Dort so Dort. my whole argument with that is that you're probably going to start Dort and because of that, um, assuming that Terrence does go down to the bubble, which I think is also maybe a big if, um, assuming that he does, I don't think we see that from Ferguson just because he's still going to be starting. I think the Thunder need to get really good minutes, really good performance from Ferguson. I don't know if Hami can do it. I agree. From Ferguson, from Baisley. And Nader. Or if Robertson can come back and play. He's right. not. Dude, he's done. I, I agree. I think he is, and I'm not going to believe he'll play until he's on the court logging minutes. And at that point, I'm going to be like, dude, whoa, 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 don't jump questions. <laughs> but they need one of those taller, longer wings to perform well if they want to do well down there. Agreed. That's a good point. It's, it's not going to be Abdul Nader. Sorry, fans. Um, And I maybe answered one of these next questions. We're not going to hit all of them, but one of the next questions was, outside of Schroeder, who needs to step up the most from the bench? Maybe it is uh, a a Terrence Ferguson or a Darius Baisley. But let's move on to the last one that we're going to cover from Conference Room 5 Minutes, which is, regardless of what happens in the bubble, is this season a success? I think absolutely. I mean, Why wouldn't it be? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, we, we were thinking this was going to be a rebuild season. Um, we were thinking that they were probably going to try and get rid of Chris Paul. I mean, shoot, go and listen to our Russell Westbrook tr- post-trade analysis podcast that we did back in, uh, I think it was July, God, that uh, almost was, a year ago, which depressing. is wild. So wild. sad to think about it. But they just they blew our expectations out of the water. I mean, we did not think this was coming. Um, I think this was so important and so critical for some of these young guys, especially Shea and Baisley, to get this kind of experience. And I think it will pay dividends down the road. I've been saying that throughout the entire season. So with all that being said, uh, this season is absolutely a success. To be able to get these young guys this experience, um, to be able to raise the trade value, obviously, of guys like Chris Paul um, with that huge contract, and even Gallinari. I mean, if you have the chance, you have a little more of a chance now to be able to do a signing trade. Uh, I'm not sure that will happen, but if it were to happen, (laughs) you certainly made your case with Gallo having him here on this team. Um, guys like that as well as Schroeder raising his trade value and all that to say you still have all these future draft picks um, I think that this season is absolutely a success and I don't see how you say it wasn't yeah I'm trying to think of ways that you would say it's not a success first of all you have a ton of trade picks uh, assets whatever you want from the Clippers you got some from the Rockets and you have effectively shortened the season to where now it's like oh by the way uh, you have now killed all home field advantage and now you're playing in a bubble so effectively like the Clippers that you took half their draft assets from have no have no one leg up on anybody other than their players and they're in in their court on the court and same thing for the Rockets in which you are ahead of the Rockets in the standings right now after trading for what you thought was a washed up CP3 turns out he made your team better and then like I guess like the only thing that didn't go well for them in the grand scheme of everything was that you didn't get to have though the those picks or players from the heat that Kendrick Nunn was apparently a part of and but everything else has gone pretty well Dennis Schroeder's raised his value to only God knows what 
Uh, he's having the best year of his best career year. Uh, Gallo has played for the same, has not gotten injured at all. Knock on wood. Shea has, yeah, Shea's there having a career year, of course. CP3 is showing you he can turn back the clock and raising his trade value. Uh, Steven Adams has played excellent this year. Nerland is playing excellent this year. Like, how, how could this year have gone any better other than Rudy Gobert ruining the NBA for most of us? Couldn't agree more, guys. And I sometimes I think about this, and it just blows my mind. The Thunder are better than they were last year. They, but they been, added yeah. like 12 draft picks, a young budding superstar, and Danilo Gallinari. This is the best Wild. team since the Western Conference Finals team, and they've added a ton of assets and young players. Right. Agreed. I I really want to ask you guys who would win in a seven-game series last year's Thunder team or, or this, this year's one. Thunder team. This year's but, Thunder team. But we're not diving down that rabbit hole because we could discuss <laughs> that for a long-ass time. this year's Thunder team. Oh, oh be job. a two-hour podcast. It's this year's <laughs> Thunder team, by the way. But hey, um, uh, would you guys bet on which team? last year's Thunder team or this season's Thunder team would win in a series. That's called a, uh, a segue folks. Like I'm trying my hardest. <laughs> if I could get the, uh, the sounder the music, to go, the sounders to go, it would be a really good segue. Here you go. Dun, dun, dun. There it is. Well, if you were going to bet between uh, those two teams in a series, you would choose betonline.ag. There is no shortage of action going on. Our exclusive partners, betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. And if you're looking for something else other than sports, BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. And I mentioned this before, but if you just follow their Twitter account, they literally will post just about everything. There are so many things outside of sports you can bet on. And if you follow their Twitter account, BetOnline.ag has you guys covered. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. All right, guys, before we finish this podcast up, we have to get to some questions. Like I mentioned earlier, we asked for questions in the Boomtown Hoops Discord server. So make sure you guys go join that Discord, jump in there, chat with us, hang out. And instead of doing Twitter questions this week, we wanted to do Discord questions, and we got a handful of them. So I'm going to throw some questions out to you guys, and let's see what we got. First one comes from me, (laughs) just because I wanted to ask this question. Will the Thunder draft a player... Who is better than Shea with any of their future draft picks that they have from other teams? Not their own picks, but any of those Clippers, Houston, or Miami picks. Will the Thunder draft a better player than Shea Gilgis Alexander? Man, he threw in the, uh, kind of threw me off with the whole, he can't be their own picks. No, I mean, they can control the fate of their own picks, right? (laughs) Right, They can't control the fate. So you're kind of weighing like, no, you're, Where are those picks going to fall, and and who are they going to target? Oh man, um, I will go ahead and say yes, they will, um, because you have all these picks, and again, like just having all these picks in general, 
if you find a superstar that you really, really like, you can trade up in the draft and get those kind of players. That's something we've said on this podcast for a while now. Um, other podcasts, yeah, I think that's the most the likely scenario with the picks, honestly. Yeah, right, right. And I, I think that's what it comes down to is I think the play, the the Thunder, they're very diligent when it comes to their player evaluations and um, their potential prospect evaluations that are scouting. I think they will be, they will be able to find that right player when they find that right player. Presley will be able to spend the necessary um, assets it will take to get him, and they have those in their in their back pocket. And so, with all that being said, yes, I think they will. Nothing, um, I mean, super crazy. I don't think they're going to get like a LeBron James or Kevin Durant for that matter. But somebody a little better than Shea, I think, could absolutely happen. Somebody that can develop alongside Shea, uh, kind of around his his timeline, and somebody they can build a foundation on um, and continue to build towards a, a new championship contender. So I think yes would be the answer to there. I think I think you hope the answer is yes. One hundred percent. That that Shea to me is not going to be the number one option on a championship team. So. I think you the answer better be yes if they're going to be any good over the next six years. And so uh, let's go with, sure, uh, with Presti's track record of drafting top 10 guys. Uh, he hasn't missed on top 10 guys, so to speak. Uh, but, of course, he has missed elsewhere in the first round uh, badly. Um, but uh, Troy Weaver not being there anymore, uh, that's kind of an issue. As some people yep. are downplaying for some reason, that's a big issue. True. Uh, but Presti uh, has an eye for talent, whether it be his own GMs, whether it be his assistants, and not just players. So I would look forward to seeing who he appoints and how that el- how goes elsewhere. He's not, he's definitely doesn't fall far from the RC Buford San Antonio Spurs tree. Um, I mean, it's pretty simple. And so I would expect. OKC to draft a player better than Shea in, in the future. I mean, people forget Shea wasn't supposed to be the one of the better players in that. Or he was supposed to be a good player, but he wasn't supposed to be one of the best players out of that draft. Yeah, um, he's so, probably the third best player in that draft right now. Yeah, I would I would expect OKC to draft a player better than Shea coming out of college, or maybe a guy that's just out of high school after that. Yeah, it's a double draft. I definitely think the Thunder will be able to draft somebody better than Shea. Um, it's just with those picks. I mean. I think about those Rockets picks a lot. They're both top four protected. Right. Dude, the Rockets' youngest player is like 24 years old. And the second youngest player is 27 years old. And Russ and what, Harden what don't have that much if, left What in happens them. if Russ goes downhill and exactly. Harden wants to leave? Exactly. Or, that team is screwed, and they have a really cheap owner. That team is in trouble. There's a chance the Thunder don't get those Rockets picks because the Rockets get to keep them because they're both top four picks. Right. All right, our next question comes from Cody Beat on Discord, who says, with Baisley's improvement and potentially Robertson coming back, predict the Thunder's playoff rotation. Ooh, this one's uh, kind of tough, but I think you have to go with the starting five, obviously. You go Chris Paul, yep. um, Lou Dort, um, Shea at the small forward, which is pretty pretty fun still interesting to think about um, and then you go Gal at the four and Steven Adams at the five from there you have Nerlens Noel coming off the bench obviously um, and Dennis Schroeder so you, you have a Dennis seven Schroeder. man rotation there how many how many guys will be in the playoff rotation who else I think I've got, I've got nine I've got nine as well I think those oh, okay those eight so who are the last two call me Terrence Baisley Terrence Ferguson yeah yeah Terrence Ferguson Bergen Baisley I like Baisley. it I think I agree with you guys um, but I think that Terrence Ferguson Nader role 
kind of will be interchangeable. Yeah. yeah. Especially, I know we just talked about it, but if Robertson were to come back, I think he gets those minutes over Ferg or... Uh, He's not coming uh, back. Or why did I just go blank? Um, I don't know. Nader. Nader. I do think Baisley will play in the playoffs, though. Remember when Russ was in the series against the Rockets and okay, he was like six deep? Yeah. That's <laughs> terrible. And remember Andre Robertson was like the second best player on the court? <laughs> That's embarrassing. Good bad. times. And OKC was winning with Russ on the court, and when he would go out, they they were like a, a minus a hundred something points. So, yeah, and that's what started the blood feud between Russ and Barry Trammell. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So speaking of Dre, that's actually one of the um, questions was in the article we mentioned earlier that we skipped over. So I'm going to go ahead and throw it in here really quick. I don't think Dre is going to be coming back this season, and if he does not come back this season, I do not see him in the in the NBA again. Where your guys' thoughts on that? I think someone will take a flyer on him for a league minimum. I think OKC takes a minimum from him because of the contract and cap restructuring next year. Yeah. I don't see him I taking mean, what, NBA what's, four again. What's the, what's the worst if you sign him to a minimum this summer? He doesn't play? Again. Okay. <laughs> right. Like so he he's the 15th yeah. man on your roster and he doesn't play. I think that it, it's uh, a very low – it's a it's a buy low aspect. Fair. Um, all right. Cade Kimball shared a tweet in the Discord and wanted us to talk about it. This one's From Hoop tough. Central. Who are you taking for the next 10 years? Shea Gilgis-Alexander or Jalen Brown? This one's really tough. Connor, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, I, I feel like this is not tough at all, actually. I mean, I didn't, why, why do you think it's tough? I Jalen Brown's versatility um, and his just kind of his potential. Um, we haven't really seen. I mean, he's been under the shadows of Jalen uh, or Jason Tatum, um, Kyrie, now Kimball Walker, and I think you throw him on a team uh, where he can kind of be that guy. I think we sh- we could see him shine. No, that's all the counter argument. <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and go first. The, the, my answer would be Shea. I was. Still go ahead and take share. Uh, take Shay. I'm looking at the um, stats right now. I'm looking at his advanced assist, advanced statistic. I can talk. Jesus, Jesus Christ! Advanced Taylor. stats. Way better. You sound like oh, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. Statistics. Um, <laughs> so Shay is a career per again. That's with two different teams, which is pretty significant. Um, in two years, 15.7 per compared to Jalen Brown's per of an average of 13.8 with one team. Um, you look at Jalen Brown's true shooting percentage, 56.2, compared to Shea's, which is 56.1. You're right there. Um, Shea's a point guard. He obviously can do way more. Jalen might be a little more versatile on the defensive end, but I think that's something Shea can grow into. I mean, then you look at a very important uh, stat, which is warp. And uh, Shea's highest is a 2, a total of 2.9, where Jalen Brown comes out at a 1.4 total, which is really interesting. A 1.2 is his highest. All that's to say that I think Shea is much more versatile than Jalen Brown on both ends of the floor, where Jalen may be a little stronger and bigger to guard some of the better players on the defensive end. Shea can do so much more for you offensively, can create so much more for you offensively. And in a recent article I actually read from uh, Sam Vecini on The Athletic, he had Shea ranked 11th overall in terms of uh, young players in the league can really make a huge impact on that team. One thing that he mentioned is that the Thunder are in such a great position right now with Shea because whenever it comes to the draft, if, if you if you think the best player available at your pick is somebody who can be a shooting guard to play long Shea, that's great. You can play Shea at point guard. 
But if you think uh, this guy's going to be a point guard, he's going to be a great true point guard, you can put Shea the shooting guard, even the small forward. So he's gives you so much uh, versatility when it comes to building your team moving forward that I think you have to go with Shea here, where Jalen Brown's very obviously a, a you're, you're stereotypical, you're, you're very uh, highly sought after 3 and D, but Shea's so much more than that. And so because of that, I'm putting my money, I'm gambling on Shea. I just look at, I mean, I just, <laughs> could Jalen Brown at two years older than Shea do what Shea Gilgis Alexander did this season? Another good point. Thunder, Age, very good lead, point. Leading the Thunder in points and overall effect on the game other than CP3. I don't think he could. I mean, Jalen Brown is about two and a half inches taller than Shea, but has the same exact wingspan as Shea Gilgis Alexander, which goes to your versatility question. And so, like like you said, Jalen Brown is more athletic, but 10 years down the road, when one's 33 and one is ending at the end of their prime, I'm still taking Shea because of what he already has at a young age, whereas Jalen Brown, he's a dunker. He's not kind of guy that's going to handle the ball a lot because he's got Jason Tatum and he's had Kyrie, and now he has Kimball Walker, who is Kyrie light. So he's never had to be that guy, whereas Shea has been that guy several instances already in his career as a rookie and a second-year player. So I'm taking Shea because of what he offers you. Uh, athletically, what he offers you as far as his game, what he offers you as far as upside. You know what Jalen Brown is. In the future, will he be able to handle the ball? Sure. Fantastic. So is his upside going to be like a Marcus Smart that can handle the ball a little? Okay, cool. That's fantastic. But Shea has a lot more in his bag than what Jalen Brown has, and he's two years younger than him. Agreed. Is a ceiling Jalen Brown just a better version of Marcus Morris? Oh, hot take. That's really mean, actually. I think. Well, Mar- I think Marcus Morris is really good. No, I think I think fair. I'm just saying is... as far as like comparison of their games, I feel like Jalen Brown is very Marcus Morris-esque. I think he's a lot more athletic and can guard one through four, and Marcus Morris can guard, what, th- three, three maybe, four and fives? Yeah. If you compare Shea and Jalen's stats from this season, which Jalen's in his fourth year, Shea's only in his second uh, they're very similar. Jalen scores 36? one more point than Shea. Uh, blocks, Shea averages 0.7. Jalen only 0.3. Steals are the same. Shea averages one more assist. Rebounds are virtually the same. Uh, Jalen Brown, not a good free throw shooter. 73% this year. Uh, Shea had more free throw attempts. Three-point percentage, Jalen shot two more than Shea per game and shot three percentage points better than Shea. But besides that, I mean, these stats are very, very similar. And I think they both kind of played the same role in that they were like the second or third option on their teams. Um, even though Shea leads the Thunder in scoring. I still what about don't think their he... per 36? Oh, of course you want me to look at the per 36. <laughs> Those I are had that pulled up just a little bit ago. They're also very, very similar. Hey, There's mean, not a not a big gap in really any of them. If we didn't track per 36, then obviously Shea would be better than Jalen Brown. That's how that works, right? Oh, wow. Their offensive and defensive ratings <laughs> on per 100 possessions he are identical. He ignores me. Sorry. <laughs> they can't read our slack, but uh, Jacob said that I sounded like the president earlier. I apologize. Shake <laughs> 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 uh, right, Alexander is the hugest player of all time. Let's move Fake on to news. the next question, which comes from <laughs> Boomtown Hoops uh, co-creator Dylan Young, uh, guest of the podcast last Friday. Is he really young? <laughs> uh, you know, he's older than any of us. 
Oh, okay. Joke's on you, Dylan. End of our partnership right there. If the Thunder win the championship, would anyone else be disappointed we couldn't have a regular parade due to social distancing? Have you have you seen the amount of hospitalizations going on right, right now? Nobody cares. We would have a full-fledged parade. <laughs> no kidding. That's a good that, Okay, that's a good point. Now, I will say that I would be disappointed um, because hashtag Seattle curse. Think it through, okay? 2012, we have three future MVPs. We don't win. And guess what we do? We trade Harden. And then... Uh, we trade uh, 2016. We end up losing. We 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 blow the three one lead, the notorious three one lead. And guess what happens? Come Durant leaves. And then we trade. Well, it, Russ gets MVP. That was great. But then the next season we get Paul George, Carmelo Anthony. Don't win championship. We're god awful. Next season we're a little better, but we blow it in the first round. And then we lose both Paul George and Russell Westbrook. And then here we are. The Probably the most fun and uh, low expectations. We exceed them tremendously. It's a ton of fun. We have a great season, and the season is derailed because of COVID. But Seattle Curse comes in, COVID-19. So, yes, if we win the championship this year, we don't get to have a championship championship parade because of COVID-19. Seattle Curse, friends. Get Seattle a basketball team. Dang it. Hey, I don't really care about a parade. If we win a title, I'll take it. (laughs) I'll take it. Seattle has a women's basketball team. The Seattle Storm, right? Go Storm. I thought they moved over with the Thunder. No, it no. Oklahoma City had the Tulsa Storm or whatever they were for Sparks. the Sparks. Or this Tulsa Sparks and then they went to Seattle, so we we traded basketball oh, okay. teams. Okay, well, there you go. That's fine. There. Um Wade from Discord says which Thunder and or NBA player is most likely to show up out of shape? to the bubble now we did this with nba players and we all said nicole Jokic, and that he dude has maybe wrong. been smoking meth that's how we lost so much weight <laughs> jeez god he's not he doesn't live in oklahoma that doesn't make any sense him and hard have been hanging out and, uh, <laughs> yeah skinny god, Harden, hard huh? filming Harden break. looks like he hits the crack pop now oh, him and Jokic have been filming uh breaking bad season two that? This is terrible. <laughs> Harden, Harden looks like sickly skinny. It's kind of crazy. Um, I think you said that because the beard was not well kept, right? I maybe plot the twist. Whole, the whole look, I was like, he don't look good. They man. all had uh, COVID nineteen, and with the pictures I mean, we saw, we're when them you can't back drink beer show. and eat wings at the at the strip club. Like that <laughs> that picture I saw of Harden, really skinny and the beard all scraggly, looked like he'd been wandering the desert for forty years. Seriously. It, it, it My guy crazy. looking like Moses up there. Yeah, he looked like a um, a malnutritioned Kimbo slice. <laughs> huh, he did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. The beard was bad, but yeah, like and a lot of people said, yeah, we would pick uh, Nikola Jokic because of his, his history of being fat um, <laughs> in general. Like because like you look, you Poor look <laughs> like even Marcus Gasol. Man, that guy looks good. Like Why? yeah, if, he does. If I had a daughter, I'd let him date her. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> since like a lot of people are gonna like we, we talked about this before the pod. I'll, I'm just gonna say. Just because he probably knows he's not going to get much playoff burn, and if he does, because somebody gets hurt, I'm going to go with Mike Muscala. Musky. And I, I'm sorry if your father's listening to this <laughs> that I think your son. We might love Bob. Be Bob's fat. man. Bob's cool, but I think I think Musky might show up because I I think he knows that he's not going to get much playing time if any. I still got to go with my guy Deontay. <laughs> I mean, God. my guy does not care. Um, 
he already is being replaced with Deontay 2.0 and Lou Dirt. Lou Dort. Um, Lou Dirt. Lou Dirt. <laughs> Don't try to church it up. Boy. I'll tell you what. Dirt. Lou uh, Dirt, the cousin of Joe. <laughs> uh, I've got to go with Deontay. Uh, We'll see, I, I don't see him being on the team next Lots season. Lots of garden. Malcontent. <laughs> and like, it's funny because we viewed Dennis Schroeder as a possible malcontent for the Thunder, and it turns out not, He's not very the happy. case at all. And He's also, my guy has a full-on eight-pack going on right yeah, now. Like you, Schroeder you, has muscles on top of his muscles, man. Like You get Schroeder out of, Dow, uh, out of, out of Atlanta where he's stomping somebody outside a nightclub in OKC. <laughs> in that yeah, culture, no wonder they press charges. That, that <laughs> culture, you got a body like that, you beat the shit out of somebody. Yeah, that, that, that culture turned around like we said it would. And he nervous. didn't even mean to. Like, seriously, you look at the Oklahoma City culture, and you look at how Nerlens has turned his image around. You look at Schroeder, how he's turned his image around. And a lot of Dion Waiters turned his image around Dion, while he was here. Seriously, and though. I mean, pretty much, pretty much anybody but, but Keith Morris and Deontay. Uh, Deontay's been, like, the malcontent. And, like, the one that's been very vague and cryptic as the season went on, who's like, would you rather be on a winning team and not play or be a player and lose? And it's like, dude, this is not good. It's like the one guy on your 2K team where his team chemistry is really, really low. And, like, you Maybe need to Maybe Deontay was just listening to too much R&B Drake. It's possible. <laughs> Marvin's Room. He's been listening to too much Marvin's Room. I think Deontay is a good answer here. Um, I want to add on to that one, though. And this will be our parting question as we log off the podcast for the night, guys. Which Thunder player is most likely to show up to the bubble in Orlando with a fresh throat tattoo? <laughs> Are you, what? That's a weird question. Well, I'm just saying, since Wilson, which one? Since Wilson Chandler stepped out, you know, somebody's got to replace him, right? Oh, Wilson, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so who just shows up with a full-on throat tattoo? We're, t- we're talking NBA or we're talking Thunder? Th- thunder. Oh, thunder. boy, okay. Man, that's, uh, that's difficult. I mean, it's got to be Shooter. He's a dog. He thinks, but I don't think he would though, because he just sure already a, has some yeah, neck tats, doesn't he? Tats. That's no? what I'm thinking. He's got some. Uh... He's got some. I don't know. That's a good question. I'm gonna go with because it's not gonna be anybody in the starting five. This is so tough. Oh, it, I wanted to go Stephen Adams. It's not gonna be Steve. Yeah, Steve went to the full neck. But, I yeah. could see Steve doing the collarbone as like, but he's already got that. He's already got that sleeve. That he could go another sleeve yeah. on his other arm. I just. Um, Man, that's difficult. That I mean, is it wouldn't difficult. be Nerlens. Give man, just because. Give me because he needs some street cred. Just give just give me Abdul Nader. I can <laughs> see Nader, Nader doing it. Uh, what so about Bird? Remember, remember Jordan Clarkson. He was like nice Jordan, and then one the next year he had like all the he, like one yeah, year he with the Cavs. On, like, he had tats. all these tats, neck and everywhere. I like, like the idea like of Danilo Takashi Gallinari showing up with a throat <laughs> tattoo. Danilo Gallinari, he needs just some says, extra street cred. It's just script that says Viva. <laughs> or Pay Me. <laughs> pay Me. That's even better. Oh, I love it, man. Goodness. All right, awesome. Well, uh, if you had to choose one NBA player for a neck tat to coming into the bubble. Oh, I already got you. Shout out my guy, J.R. Hennessy Bucket. <laughs> Did you I want Dion Waiters to get a throat tat. Did you see that video of Jar Smith beating the crap out of somebody? Yes. Who, oh, yeah. Who, Straight who, up curb like, stomps. Oh, Im- oh, imagine, imagine being that guy saying, you know what? I'm going to go vandalize this random person's truck. And the Idiot. next person that walks out is six foot six J.R. Smith with tattoos all over his body. <laughs> Man, what a what a lottery yeah. you don't want to win. Yeah. How bad would you feel like being that guy and like, oh, J.R. didn't even have to, have to put out like 
didn't even have to pull out a firearm. I don't just, I just, I didn't he's it. gonna stir. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say sorry. Oh man. Well, hey, thank you guys so much for checking out the Young Contested. We appreciate you so much. Again, if you haven't already, check out boomtownhoops.com. You can find all of our episodes there. Also, go check out the Boomtown Hoops Discord. You can get to it through the website. Join it. Chat hoops with us. Uh, we talk hoops and I'm just a ton of random stuff. Uh, but it's a great community for Thunder and basketball fans. Also, check out bluewirepods.com. Go find your next sports podcast as sports are on their way back. Go drop us a five-star rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. Wash your hands. Please wear a mask. It's not a political statement. It's just being kind to your neighbors. Because, guys, if we don't wear masks and get this thing under control, we're probably not going to have football or a 2020-2021 season of NBA basketball. So let's get our shit together and, uh, and get this taken care of. It's a pandemic. We will be back with you Wednesday morning with episode four of Under the Bubble. I think it's four. I don't think it's three. I think it's four. It is four. We're grinding through it, man. We got Western Conference teams this week. It's going to be a blast. Make sure you tune in. You guys have a great beginning of your week. We'll be back with you soon. And as always, Thunder Up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.